Dan Hampton, Ed Obradovich, and Mark Carmen. It's the Hampton OB Show, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Before and after every Bears game, legends Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich break down the good. This game was almost gift wrapped for the Bears in the first half. The bad. Where's our defense? Where is the, the greatest defense? The ugly. You cannot give up 97-yard touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. And the unforgivable. You you were the reason you make that stupid, you know, mouthing, you know, taunting call. Get ready for unadulterated football truth. Football season is here, and I'm with Hamp and OB. It's Hamp and OB. 33-22. San Francisco over the Bears. Welcome into Hamp and OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. I'm going to take a ton of phone calls, as always. 312-981-7200. The Bears... Had the football a lot early in the ball game. They looked somewhat, at least, in control of the game. Uh, but then in the second half, the Bears' defense worn down or just run over, however you want to put it. And San Francisco walks out of Soldier Field with a 33-22 convincing win. Yes, OB. Mark, here. There's, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about. But I'm going to tell you something. Two things that jumped out at me. And number one, Hamp and I, when we're sitting there watching the game, with approximately eight minutes into the third quarter, the Chicago Bears had the ball for 25-plus minutes. San Francisco, 10 minutes. And the game is nip and tuck. There's a point or two. It's close. The Bears, my point is, never tried to put them away. Never tried to put them away. When you sit and you let them hang around and let them hang them around, what happens? Up pops the devil. And who does that fall on? Not the kids. Again, this coaching staff. My God, what are these people thinking about? Folks, this was a two-win, four-loss football team that came in to our domain, and they beat us. Why? Because they're better coaches. They're not a better football team, man for man. These kids played their hearts out. Stupid is, stupid does. I this is a to, again my big thing takeaway in this game Dan how the hell can you have the ball for over 25 minutes in the middle of the eight, almost eight minutes and some odd seconds gone and you do nothing you do nothing to put this game away let alone by the way our offensive line again what was it ten times. We've thrown San Francisco runners or quarterbacks for losses. Ten times today, folks. Well, OB, I mean, your point encapsulates a lot of the problems with why this season that, uh, you know, we, we had high hopes for. Now we're three and five. Now we got to go to Pittsburgh. Then we get the bye. We got Baltimore. All kinds of headaches coming. And again, your point is dead on. We said this against the Green Bay Packers. You got to put people away, Dan. Not only that, but you've got to be able to match up and 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 make some adjustments. And when the 49ers came out in the second half, it was pretty obvious that they wanted to attack our defense, and we never were able to get those those, those stops that we needed. And, you know, that's the reason why we had such a time of possession. We stopped them on third downs. We kept them in long yardage situations. Our offense was being able to convert the third downs, and everything flipped after the halftime. Why? Because our coaches do such a bad job 
of making adjustments. And let's talk about this. You know, Garoppolo has struggled. They, they, The coaching staff for the 49ers have – they basically have tried to find any way possible to get Garoppolo off the field. Okay, he had a bad calf and he missed a game or two. They put the Price rookie in, Trey Lance, and then he hurt his hand. And But they – Make no mistake, they're not happy with what Garoppolo was 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 bringing to the table. But guess what? We did not do anything to stop them in the second half, and now he winds up 322 yards, ran for a couple of touchdowns. and No adjustments, and they, Dan. No adjustments, and you know what? At some point, yeah, okay, you can say what you want. Eddie Jackson left the game early uh, in the um, in the ball game. How much of a, a void did that leave? I don't know. He hasn't been playing pretty good football for us in a long time. I wasn't really that concerned. But we never really were able to make some plays. And, yeah, Khalil Mack wasn't on the field. But at some point, the rest of that that core, you know, you got to think that Roquan Smith's going to make some plays. You're going to think that somehow, some way, Akeem Hicks would make some plays. The only two plays he made all day was when he chased down running backs 30 yards downfield in the fourth quarter. We didn't get the pocket collapse. We didn't get, you know, turnovers. We got didn't beat do. at the line of scrimmage, and, Dan. And you know what? It's yeah. And guess what? The last three games, we have lost in convincing fashion because at the, at the when it's all when the dust clears we don't have bad players we got bad game plans Absolutely. and we don't put ourselves in a position to win and your point when we didn't put them away when we own the ball own the clock Absolutely. And, and we just let them keep coming well guess what most teams are going to find a way to keep coming, and here they go. Debo Samuel for an 81-yard speed screen on third down, and that flipped the game, and boom. Next thing you know now, we're in a hole. We're 3-5 and five with no answers. How many times did we try to go deep again today? And we're down in the red zone or even close to it. Why, my God, don't you try to score a touchdown? This is game after game. I'm telling you what, folks, I have, I've been around for a while. This this coaching this coaching staff this this coaching staff is beyond belief the stupidity that they show offensively and now defensively a two and four team comes in here and takes us apart when we were we had a chance we were winning the game and we had the ball for over twenty five minutes almost halfway through the third quarter. And we still, do we still, still not try to score a touchdown, not go deep? My God, what are these people thinking about? So it was a 13-play, 62-yard drive to open the second half. Cairo Santos ended up kicking in a 25-yard field goal, 16-9 Bears. The Niners come down. They get in the end zone. They miss the extra points. They're up by one. But I want to go to the start of the fourth quarter. They're... First and goal, I think it was, at the five. And Elijah Mitchell gets a handoff. And he stopped at about the four-and-a-half-yard line. And then the entire San Francisco 49ers team just out-physicals the Bears into the end zone touchdown, San Francisco. They get the two-point conversion. It's 23-16. I mean, what when you see yourself getting out physical like that on a play that stopped at the four, it wasn't at the one. 
You know, those plays, and they, they only made those uh, possible with the rule change about two or three years ago. And I don't think it's it's a good rule change, but, uh, you know, the the the, uh, the rugby scrum. And you know what? Guess what? The offensive line, they're all standing around. They ain't blocked anybody. Well, they start pushing on the back. And yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, which was it was almost like a statement. We're bigger, stronger, better than you, and we're going to score, and you can't stop us. I, yeah, I, I get all the subliminal kind of messages and all that but at the end of the day that wasn't the play that that cost us the ball game well here the as far as the defense goes we're we really had a defense four years ago uh and it keeps going down and down dan but i'll tell you what uh what i saw in fields today i mean i saw some good things and i saw some bad things and one of the bad things i saw about him is his passing Okay, every pass can't be on a string going 100 miles an hour. You got to float that ball in. You got to get an arc on it and let it drop in the receiver's hands. And and those are the things I'd I'd like to see from him. You know, can can he make some spectacular plays? Yes, but I'm going to tell you, folks. For us, with this game plan today, we take it into next week's game, and for the follow, excuse me, for the following nine weeks, if we take this game plan in, what we had today. We ain't going to win a game, folks. We ain't going to win a game. We lost to a 2-4. and four. It's tough on us for it to be the team that has a winning record. Okay. We lost at home to a 2-4 and four football team, and that's exactly who the hell San Francisco was until today. Well, and your point was, it was dead on about the fact that, in my mind, I think Justin Fields, in so many ways today, kind of made a statement. You know, he did it with his legs. What do you have, over 100 yards rushing today, Mark? And he made some big-time throws, some big-time throws. But your point about some of the deep passes, he, he, you know, does, he sometimes it comes out of his hand hot and it's high, and now those are going to be picks. You know, again, that. But but your point about going deep, Ob, and see, you did a great job in the pregame talking about how we failed to capitalize on matchups. The NFL, it, when you tear it all down, everybody's got good players at pretty much every position. But it's how you match up. Can you get your great players? on a mediocre player and let them own them and win the game because of that. Well, the San Francisco 49ers, they had 15 pass interference calls on them through six games thus far this year. Most in the NFL. Most in the NFL for 250 yards. And how many did did we force today? How many PIs did we get called on, you know, that we – we basically the hell, we never went downfield. Exactly, exactly. And see, that's why we are not smart enough to win football games. And you know what? I got to tell you, there's a you know Houston Carson and, and Roquan. They played hard. There's some other guys on defense that were, were, were fighting it out. But you know what? When you when you're stupid, yet not many good things happen. And you know what? So all you callers, give us a holler. Let us know what you think about the. The, the destination of this football team for this year. And the one thing is, in my mind, the more I see Justin Fields, the more I believe that he is going to be a difference-making quarterback, a top-ten guy, not, a, here, here, not a career Andy Dalton or some right. other bum. Dan, here's, here's the thing, though, with Justin Fields. You know, that spectacular run he made, I mean, that was, that was like second to none. That was phenomenal. On fourth and one. But I'll tell you what. If you think that we're going to win a Super Bowl playing 17 games with our quarterback 
making a spectacular run three or four times each quarter of a football game. It is not going to happen, folks. This is a passing league, and there's a reason for it. you got to go down deep. We have receivers. But if you get this kid, if we start now to have him put him in our running game, that's not going to work, folks. He is not going to last. All running quarterbacks, sooner or later, they get cranked. It's just a fact. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Hamp and OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Every time he was under center, it felt like three-step drop, five-step drop, you know seven-step drop. They're My, in his face. I mean, he, he doesn't even have a second to even look downfield. Really. In the gun, he had, a, he had a half a second. What I would love to see is at these press conferences, one of these reporters ask him about our receivers. We have quality receivers. Why? Why don't you go deep downfield? Can somebody ask Nagy or Pace in your game plan, could you possibly go maybe once a game or maybe twice a game, go downfield and try to score? Would somebody please ask this coaching staff that question? We can play a little bit of fields after uh, the game today. Let's, we're here and, till five. Cos will, I, I, Cos will be here at four. Go ahead. Oh, and, and I'm just going to say, hey, Matt Nagy would have made zero difference in this game, the outcome of this game. Zero. So, you know, I hope that that is not what everybody is going to hang this loss on. I, I, oh, yeah. well, Matt Nagy wasn't there. He had he would have had zero effect. I, I don't think anybody will, will be saying well, that. But. And that, that in itself – if Jimmy Johnson would have missed a game, you know that would have been a factor. Hey, are you looking for your next career move? Uh, speaking of Nagy, heck, you may be a coach for a certain Chicago football no, team who's uh, looking for a new career move. Uh, yes, Matt and company attend the free Elk Grove Village job fair on November the 5th. Elk Grove Village is connecting to great opportunities with national and international businesses right here in Elk Grove Village. Receive a free lunch, tips on building your resume, and more Friday, November 5th, this coming Friday, from 11 till 3 p.m. at the Elk Grove Park District Pavilion. Visit elkgrove.org slash job fair for details. Phone lines are full right. Yes, By yes, the time, OB. again, you know, roughly around that eight-minute period of the third quarter, and for us to have that slim lead in going on and, and, and we don't try to attack down – that I mean, folks, you could come on. Twenty-five minutes to their ten. Jesus, we got uh, five o'clock of uh, extravaganza here to all be together. Process a three and five football team as we are basically halfway through a seventeen-game season, eight games through. All right, Hampton will be on seven twenty WGN. <laughs> the highlight for the Bears offensively unbelievable shook about 28 tackles and uh how about Jason Peters on that play yeah he dropped Fred Warner with a forearm to the face and I I'm, I'm I can't believe that the officiating didn't catch it 
I'm glad they didn't. That would that happened all the time back in our day, OB. But today, that would have been a yeah. like a, a personal foul, right? But hey, back to Justin Fields, and he did make. I'm telling you, in 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 the in the big grand scheme of things, nobody's perfect. And there's four or five plays. I used to. I couldn't sleep at night because I knew there was four plays that I oh, I didn't play well. And, and I I wouldn't think about the 65 good ones. I'd think about the the five bad ones. And today, Justin Fields. He did a lot of really good stuff, and it, it's only going to get better. But it where's the ceiling with this bunch of coaches around him today? That was you for that statement you just made. My question, to you Dan, would be, how's he going to get better with this coaching staff? Well, I'm serious. How's he going to get better? Well, and, and so much of it is based on schematics. And think about this. We did see him early on design runs. We did see him early on bootlegs and, and throwbacks to the tight end. We saw a lot of the stuff we've been screaming for. We even saw two screen passes to the running back. But at some point, all that evaporated, and then it became you know kind of like scared football where we wouldn't try and assert ourselves down the field. And as you keep pointing out, we had – 25-plus minutes to a 10-minute time of possession advantage, and we had nothing to show for it. Nothing. eight-plus minutes through the third quarter. And what did I tell you, Dan? Mark, I told you watching. I said, guess what? You can let him keep hanging around and hanging around and hanging around, and up pops the devil, and sure as heck, it damn well did. Chip, Maurice, Mark, Monica, Paul, we're going to get to you after our 3.30 news here. The number on the day, the numbers on the day for Fields, 19 to 27, 175 yards, the touchdown, the interception on the bomb at the end of the game, which really didn't matter at that point. And on the ground, 10 carries, 103 yards. So do the math on that. That's 10.3 yards per carry. And, of course, the 22-yarder to the end zone, which was sweet. Definitely a step forward for Fields today. I think we all agree there. But the step major step back for the defense and they definitely missed Khalil Mack amongst healthy Chicago Bears Eddie Jackson included I well, guess you could throw all that into the mix and do and push it out whatever you want to do we still were at home and we played a team that's won two games out of six okay that's the bottom line Elijah that Mich- never should have happened we had time to put them away and we were never aggressive enough to put this team away take them out of their misery and what do we do let them hang around and up pops the devil Elijah Mitchell on the day, 7.6 yards per carry, 18 for 137. And overall, the 49ers ran for over five and a half yards a carry. All right, 3.30, check the news. We're with you till 5. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy. Hang in there, callers. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Chevy dealers, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Plays like this that they'd love to have him. They'll go with the screen to Samuel, though. He's got Turned out to be 83 as the knee was down. Good effort as we get to Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. 49ers 33, the Bears 22. Bears are 3-5. and five. Hampo, defensive player of the game. Well, let's give it to you, uh, Mr. Carson, again. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson uh, showed amazing perseverance running uh, Samuel down. And, Great effort. And, 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 hey, they wouldn't have you know, a, a fait accompli that they were going to score. I mean, it took them to third down. But all that being said, 
He had uh, five solo tackles, a couple of assists, and one pass defense. But the bad news is we didn't get any pressure at all all day. Zero sacks. I don't even think Garoppolo got hit. Akeem Hicks on the day had four tackles, three of them solo. One of them was a tackle for loss, but most of them were down the field 30 yards. Unfortunately, when uh, the 49ers got the running game going, we didn't have any answers for it. Was it just that they were just – more physical or scheme? How? What were you? They seeing? do a great job, and they're one of the few teams that still carry a fullback, and they know what they're how they, they and they watch what you do all day. And you know when you see them attack their weaknesses. Yes, and guess what? We've got some guys that are decent rushing the passer. You know Blackman and a few of those guys, but they're not very good at stopping the run. And then they started doing a bunch of the counter uh, spread, and then with the tight ends coming back and 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 like trapping. It was there was a lot of good stuff schematically from the 49ers. They're a smart football team, guys. You know we want the Bears to win, but I didn't think that they were going to beat this team because the 49ers got smart coaches. I tried to talk you into taking the Bears today, and you didn't want to do it, and we didn't do it, which was a good thing for the show, by the way. Uh, Ob, before we get to yeah, the calls, I, you wanted to mention yeah, something. something I like to say. Just a few days ago, uh, we lost a, a dear, dear friend, Adam Kessling, up in New Buffalo, Michigan. The guy was a great friend of mine, and I'll t- he was a season ticket holder to the Bears and a great fan of the Bears. He, he, he kind of like, he would, if I'd come at him with, ah, the Bears didn't do this or do that, you know, he would say, no, I'll be being a little too critical, et cetera. But boy, I'll tell you what, folks, we really lost a fine human being. Adam, God love you. Oh, my God. I, when I heard that news, I, my heart just dropped. And to Brett Subecki, an old family friend of mine that owns Skip's Restaurant up in New Buffalo, Brett. Don't you dare give up. Keep fighting. Thank you, Obi. Beautiful words. Well, let's fight to get to the phones. We got great callers coming in. Yeah, and Obi, you're never too negative. You're all, you're like your your peaches and cream over there. Your your flowers and uh, yes, on a sun on a spring day. All right, hey Chip, what, do you, you need some money? I, <laughs> I do. Chip Glenview, welcome to Hampton, Obi on seven twenty WGN. Go ahead. Hang on, Chip. Don't no. Don't do that. Start now. Go ahead, Chip. And I, I don't have the energy to rail against these these players and coaches. I really don't. It's apparent to me this team is physically inferior defensively to some of these other teams. They were out in the second half. As you saw, they just ran roughshod, whether they were catching a pass or running the ball. And this goes back to not having enough quality draft picks. We... We don't have enough draft picks because they traded a lot of them. And then when we do have a few draft picks, we, we don't draft the right guys. We don't draft impact players. You see these other teams, their offensive lines are gigantic. Their defensive lines are gigantic. And we get pushed around. And, and one, one last thing, that 100-year celebration, I went in 19. Hamp and OB challenged those guys, challenged the he, uh, Keem Hicks. Mrs. McCaskey uh, challenged him. And what's happened since 2019? June of 2019, they were talking Super Bowl. Look what's happened since then. Chip, appreciate it. I'm with you, man. Go ahead. That's the hell of a call, Chip. Yeah, Chip, you're exactly right. OB, you and I, I remember it like yesterday. We sat there on the... On the uh, on the dais, and and yeah. and I said, "What's it been? Thirty something years? Come on, what are you waiting for?" And you know what? Unfortunately, we got off the stage, went back, and it was, it was thirty-five almost, years. You know what we won? Nothing. And we went backstage, and it was almost like Nagy and this 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 roster—they were strutting around like they had won something, and they ain't won anything. 
And yet they were strutting around like, oh, they're big time. And, you know, and I got to tell you, there's a lot to be, you know, kind of gleaned from what Chip said about how the 49ers were beating us at the line of scrimmage. And, yeah, we didn't have Mac, but Mac's not, you know, the end-all, be-all for this football team. We need other players to step up. And they didn't. You know, Quinn, zero today. Uh, like I said, Akeem Hicks, okay, he's nicked up a little bit, but the only thing he did was jump on running back down the field 25 yards. We need more impact at the line of scrimmage. And come on, I've got a couple of texts from my friends saying, hey, this is where, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost on the offensive line. Our offensive line, week after week after week, we have to do things to camouflage how weak they are. But today, white hair, two penalties. James Daniel can't move anybody. And Jason Peters, you know, it, it, basically the quarterback's got two and a half seconds or it's it's, it's curtains. So Damn. the line has, has not been very good. And it's, like I said, for two years, it's gotten worse. It's deteriorating. Well... <laughs> Go ahead with the call. And, and that's, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade like, get Nagy out of here, which um, maybe they will at the end of the season. Get Pace out of here. Maybe they will at the end of the season. But the same people are going to be making the same hires that they've made over time. So maybe they'll get this one right, but there's no real proof in the pudding that they will. They're, you can't. How could you have any confidence that, they, that they're going to get it right this time? But, but staying with a group that is putting you in a position to Agreed. go the wrong way doesn't make sense. Uh, agree. Hey, sooner or later, you're going to hit the lotto. Got to keep playing. We got to keep <laughs> trying to find a coach that knows what he's doing. Hit the lotto is exactly how it feels. Maurice, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Maurice. Hello, gentlemen. And boo. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Anyway, Dan, you are spot on. San Francisco made those adjustments. The Bears were outcoached. Khalil Herbert in the first half, he almost rushed for 50 yards, what, nine rushes for 50 yards, and then they shut him down three consecutive plays. That is a failure of the offensive line. Or is it a failure of Herbert to follow his blockers? Now, if it is that or either, why don't you bring in your weapons? Darnell Mooney as wide receiver, Graham, and Komet. Oh, Komet, he uh, dropped that crucial pass in the second half. Yes. Which would have given them something positive. Thank you, Maurice. Appreciate you. You know, and, and Thank he, you. You're, you're exactly right. You know, so much, and, and let's go back to last week. You know, the critical drops by Mooney, by Komet. And the, these are second-year players. They're not perennial, you know, pro bowlers that we're expecting to be perfect. We're saying we, we can't – how long do we have to wait? You've got to do your job. You can't, you know – Miss these balls, and then Mooney on the on the last bomb. You know we're trying to get back in it. You never know. You never know. It happens all the time. But at the end of the day, Mooney, you know, leap for the uh, the the catch at the end of the game, and didn't bring it down and carry him off his hands for interception. So it's game set match. It's over. So at some point, but back to the offensive line, guys. Let's be real. I'm bigger than both than pretty much 
all three of the guys on the interior of the offensive line. Okay? White hair, 6'3 and a half, about 285. Daniel's 6'2, about 285. They say he's 310 or whatever, but that, anyway, I'm just saying, we're not big enough to move people, so you got to be smarter schematically, make those guys get out, pull, and, and trap, block, do different things. To, you know, if they're not as big, let them use their movement skills, but we don't do anything. And, and then when they made the adjustments inside, they were basically, they were bringing up the safeties into the box, and that's why it stopped the, the running game. But that's where you start going play action and hitting them over the top, OB, for big gains. Danny, the, the, here, the fact of the matter is this. I said it before. We got these five guys, okay? Sometimes things are what the hell they are. They can't block. They can't play in this league. I, which one of these five guys could start for any one of the 31 other teams? I was going to ask, who's the best offensive lineman they have right now? Because I think you can make the argument that it's, it's Jason Peters. Yeah, and he, he he's been he's been solid the last three or four games uh, after a shaky start. But at the end of the day, solid doesn't get you you know playoff wins and Super Bowl wins. Solid Listen, ain't good enough. Uh, the problem has been with this team for years, the last four years. Okay, Ex- yeah, solid four years it's been. We do not have five people that can play up front in this league. We don't. We just don't. They can't run block. They can't pass block. What do we have to do? We have to keep a tight end. We have to keep two tight ends. We have to keep three tight ends. We have to go to a sixth offensive lineman, even now to run the ball, let alone give this kid pass protection. Folks, that's what you're seeing out there. Play after play, quarter after quarter. Well, they brought Alex Bowers in to play tight end, so hopefully he would block someone, and that didn't work out either. All right, uh, Mark, Monica, Paul, you're up next coming back here. Hey, by the way, Hamp, OB, he's back, our longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. Vuk! For all your auto home business needs, you should contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. Vuk! And remember, Nationwide is on your side, Vuk. Way yep. to stick in there. You know, it's, it's, I know it's not easy right now. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, when we played the Packers, they had one receiver that had more receiving yards than our entire receiving core for, what was it, six games? Packers? The, the, pack, yeah. the, the Packer game, they for, were... They, they for were, six yeah. games, folks. Our entire passing core, and one guy who plays for the Green Bay Packers had more yardage. They were Unbelievable. That, they were in there in that Green Bay and game. And you don't think coaching matters? Well, Cincinnati was one of the hot picks in uh, football today. They go into New York with a brand-new first-year coach, Robert Sala. They lose 34-31, and their quarterback, somebody named White, somebody named White, some kid named White, throws for 405 yards. Folks, it's possible. If you're smart and you know how to scheme and you execute – it can happen. And we still haven't had Justin uh, Fields throw for over 200 yards in a game yet. Mike White was a fifth-round draft pick in 2018 by the Dallas Cowboys. He's he out of, for 405 yards today. He's out How of about West. Mac Jones with New England? You know what they gave up to get him in the draft? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yep, 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 that's all true. It's possible if you got smart coaches. We don't. All right. We're here till 5. 3322 49ers over the Bears. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. ChevyDriveschicago.com. The jumbo set this time. 
great throw and a great catch. And things felt good at that moment, but did not end that way. As you know, 33-22, Niners over the Bears. Bears did lead this one 16-9. We were enjoying ourselves, and uh, then we weren't. All right, you want to get back to the – yes, OB? Yeah, see, no, I was just going to say, a good friend of mine, Mike Benatursky, just sent me a text. He said, you realize how tough it is to have all five starters be as bad as they are in the NFL? He said, lack of knowledge in the front office and coaching complete neglect. He's correct. Okay, before we get back to the phones, if you go back in the third quarter, they were raving about how the Bears' defense had been able to hold up against the 49ers. It was 14 straight quarters against the Bear defenses where they haven't scored a touchdown. Remember, the last game here for the 49ers was a win. It was five field goals by your friend Robbie Gold. But about two seconds after they said that, boom, the 49ers started making adjustments, and they had that 83-yard play to Debo Samuel, and they were off to the races, and we never got them stopped again. It's called attacking downfield the last time I checked. Let's get Mark in here for Broadview on 720 WGN. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Mark, thanks for being patient. Go ahead. Hey, guys, I'm calling about the play calling. I guess uh, evidently we're getting the trick instead of the treat, uh, thinking <laughs> that these guys can play – you know, call plays um, against the Bucks last week. The, the inside the red zone on the ten yard line, running the ball good all day. What do we do? We call shotgun. No running back, no wide receivers. We call with three tight ends, and then they're playing zone, and we drag the tight end across the field into the corner of the end zone, right to the defender for nothing. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, and, and you know, so much of the time this year we've taken s- such an exception to the fact that hey, Justin Fields doesn't need to be in, in a shotgun, let alone an empty backfield down in inside the red zone because his, his you know, every class guy you want in a shotgun. Well, but the, the, the thing is you eliminate all the threats of the run and – then, now they can play a soft zone, and it's so compacted down on the 10-yard line, you only got 20 yards, and now they've got eight defenders, essentially, trying to, you know, you, you, how are you going to find holes in a defense where there's, it's so compacted and congested? And it's, it's, it's stupid. You know, that's where you want to go unconventional, under the center, have like a run fake, and then RPO or, or do a, a play action. And, it, and you know what? Just like you're saying, it doesn't make any sense. Once you get in there, into that red zone, too, Danny, you know, don't forget they'll play, they'll take their cornerbacks up and play you two yards off, shade the inside, two yards off your wide out or your slot guys right off their nose. So it's good. It's a, yeah. Is it tougher? But can things get done? They would get done if you try to get it done. You know. At the end of the day, too, they, offensively, I'm just thinking about they, they had too many negative plays stalling that made drives that could have been touchdowns turn into field goals. They were lucky to get field goals at the end of the day. It just there, it was there for them, and they shot themselves in the they foot. They had it right in their hands. They, they ten minutes for your they, opposition, and you got twenty five. Too many negative. It's gone in the third quarter. Too many negative plays. As, as Ob says, we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> there you go. Monica, Jefferson Park, thank you for being patient. Go ahead, Monica. Thank you for having me on. It's so nice to be on with you two gentlemen. Dan Hampton, please, this week, write Justin Fields a letter. Write him exactly what you said early on in the show. 
I think it's going to mean more coming from you than any of those coaches. Because as far as I'm concerned, when I'm calling, the coaches look like they're trying to get him killed. Monica, thank you. And Justin Fields took a step forward Marcia today. Hart, thank you. And you know what, OB, see, Monica's the type of a fan that makes you your heart bleed because, you know, we, we just keep doing stupid things after stupid things. And you think about the beating stupid this kid took in does. Cleveland and everybody wants to go, oh, well, he was this. He was. You you. Yeah, you, you were doing five man protections all day, and and you know I was watching today early on. Uh, Garoppolo, they they kept tight ends and fullbacks in early on to make sure he wasn't under siege and he was able to function, make reads and all those. But we never do that. Finally, we've gotten you know better. But this kid, folks, the the play we played coming in on the bump where he th- he finds Jesse James in the end zone, rolling in a bootleg to his left, squaring up and making that throw inches away from the defender's hand right into the tight end, Jesse James. And there's, what, three guys in the league that can make that play? We've got him. Protect him. Treasure him. And yet, you know, next thing you know, when we go to Pittsburgh, here they come. What are we going to do? When's the last time Dan Hampton wrote a handwritten letter? I'll tell you what, you want that game in Pittsburgh this coming Monday night? Yep. Or a week from, I mean week from Monday night. Okay, I'm going to tell you what, folks. You want to talk about people throwing a kitchen sink at you? Watch Pittsburgh's defense. Watch what they do to us. Hey, thank you to Roots Pizza and Westtown for providing us with an amazing lunch today. OB went deep. We dug into the classic Roots Sausage Pizza. That was amazing. One of the delicious Chef Series Pizza. A collaboration with the Purple Pig. That was delicious as well. The traditional Roots Quad City style pizza has a malt dough with their toppings under the handmade mozzarella cheese. And it's cut with scissors. It's a Quad Cities tradition. All you Quad City listeners out there know what I'm talking about. And then Westtown Bakery also dropped off a chocolate cream pie, which uh, put us in a food coma and Obi's going to take the rest of it home. It had dark chocolate mousse and an Oreo crust topped with whipped cream and Oreo cookie pieces. The bakery makes this pie and a couple of others exclusive for Roots Pizza. Time to start thinking about those Thanksgiving plans. Starting this week, you can actually pre-order that chocolate cream pie along with the savory Thanksgiving meal from Westtown Bakery. Visit westtownbakery.com to place your pre-order for pickup. That's westtownbakery.com. And thanks again to Roots Pizza in Westtown and Westtown Bakery. News coming up at 4 and then we'll get Get to your calls and calls coming up. Lot to do, one hour to go. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. We just got to be able to lean on each other for those that are down. And uh, for the people that are mentally tough in the locker room, just got to pick up the ones that are down. So it was a tough loss, able to win that game. And uh, we didn't come out with a dub, so it definitely hurts. So that was Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney. I don't know if he meant anything by that, but... For the people that are mentally tough in the locker room, have to pick up the other people. Man, what he's saying, we all got to, you know, come together, kumbaya, hold hands, and you know, prepare for the next week. Like, uh, you know, we're pros and all that stuff. You know, think about this. You know, everybody wants to talk about the defense. Excuse me, the offense and Justin Fields, but our defense played pretty well the first half of the game and as you brought up the the, uh, time differential OB but think about this we allowed three field goals in the first half and then the second half we give up 
24 points. points. Uh, Garoppolo throws for over 322 yards. We didn't get a turnover, and we never made him punt. We ne- San Francisco never punted the ball today. Let's bring in Kaz onto Hamp and OB. Now with Kaz on 720 WGN, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers, ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Kazi, what was your number one takeaway? Um, well, the you know it's a work in progress, I guess. The Dan's right. The defense, when it matters most, doesn't step up and uh, close deals out. And unfortunately, the offense. You know, you can't. You got to score more than twenty-four points a game to win. A lot of opportunities offensively today where they ended up getting field goals. Let's take some calls with Kaz here, 312-981-7200. Paul in the Twin Lakes, welcome to WGN, Paul. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you taking my call. I enjoy your comments and admire your uh, careers. Thank you, sir. Uh, my, my observation, and I've been uh, following the Bears for about 60 years, uh, other than a promising quarterback, the Bears are uh, – not a very talented team. Uh, Nagy was out today, and uh, I got to say, uh, I know your blood pressure will probably rise up, but uh, stop blaming the coaches. Thank you, Paul. You think it's the talent on the team? You're not alone in that take. And certainly, uh, listen, we blame the coaches a lot, but there's also, it's not like we're sitting here saying the team is overloaded with talent. There's enough talent. You, you were talking about scheming the break, Cam. Okay, Kaz, and here's, here's the thing. You know, this offense is historically – Inept, and when you look at the yards per play, the uh, the points that we uh, can't score. You know what? We were averaging fourteen point four points a game coming into the. I mean, th- there's a reason. Now, there's been a whole lot of different players. Think about two years ago, who the receivers were, who the quarterback was, who the offensive tackles were. But wait a minute, we've got different players, but it's almost the same results. Now, who? What is the constant? Cause would it would it not fall under the domain of this coaching staff in its fourth year, and the arrow has never pointed up. It's it's basically been pointing down the last three. Yeah, there's no question about that. And really, when you you know, listen, we can uh, say all we want, but I thought the guy that filled in this Sunday did a better job of managing the game. Anyway, right? Put him at least in positions. Um, and we did score the most that we've been able to score, and really, Fields was a different player. Didn't he look different today? Oh, I they, thought they, so. They actually moved him around out of the pocket. They they yep. booted the kid. They did some uh, packages that allowed him to to play to his strengths. And and remember, uh, Chris Tabor went for it on fourth and one in the second quarter, which afforded us an opportunity to go and score the touchdown, if I'm not correct. And that was a sweet little misdirection with Ryan Nall, too. Yeah. And and so, at the end of the day, you know, and, and it, what we're talking about is not the physical being of Matt Nagy on the sideline. We're talking about the fact that he and 25, count them, 25 assistant coaches have collaborated over the last – three and a half years to get us to this point where we are you know pretty much inept in so many different ways and 
Justin Fields has to make an incredible play late in the game, and a lot of people probably are saying, "Well, that'll be his his signature play of his career." You know, kind of like the 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 coming out party. But if he doesn't make that play, I mean, the game's not even as close as it was, guys. Yep, and then uh, we followed up with our our uh, extra mix miss extra point, which the guy hadn't missed all year. So. Yes, you could say part of it, uh, you know, players, but ultimately the the coaching staff is the one constant, and they just haven't been doing the job. And so we don't, you know, we could if you want to put the blame on the players, well, that means you got to get rid of what fifty three guys, and they're not going to do that. Although they almost have as many coaches as they have players right now on the staff. So when I first got here, Kaz, there was a guy named Terry Schmidt. He was a cornerback. And Terry was had a, a wry sense of humor. And he's he had been in New Orleans back when they were like – you know, preposterously bad. They were like 0-15 or 14, whatever the season was back then. And he said their their coach would come in and start screaming and, you know, threatening the players. And uh, some of the guys on the team would say, well, the way we got to figure it is it's a lot easier to get rid of 10 coaches and 53 players. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and I think that's what we're trying to say here. Hey, I, I'll go to war with Khalil Herbert any day of the week. I think Darnell Mooney is going to be a great player. I think Komet can be a very good – there's a lot of good play, but we don't put our so-called good or best players in a position where they can be – they can flourish. And, you know, when was the last time Cole Komet had a 10-catch, 160-yard game? Huh? Was that never? He's been here 25 weeks, 25 games in the NFL. Why hasn't he been able to, to, to you know – transform himself into a, a Zach Ernst kind of a, a player because he, well, we don't he can't scheme him. Do, he can't do it as, alone, Dan. It's got to be put into a game plan. And and why this kid isn't used more, I have absolutely no idea. Right. In the last three weeks, he's gotten more you know, more balls thrown at him, more of this. That. Jesse James got the touchdown today. They were talking about it. But, hey, there's <sighs> just – but it's, it's not enough, and it's a modicum of improvement, not – something that's going to turn us into a playoff team. Well, one thing, finally, was kind of nice when Fields would come off the field and go to the bench, there would actually be a coach there with the tablet, talking to him, showing through him, going through the tendencies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That was nice to see. And that's the first time we've seen it. I mean, for the, this week. For the, you know, we, we had to clamor about it all last week. Why isn't that happening? Steven Barrington wants to talk some scheme with you guys. What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Hamp. Um, I got a question regarding your pregame show. You brought up uh, how the offensive line will do on the inward diagonal quick hit routes to the the, the uh, tight end. How they do? I'm curious on that. Thanks, Steve. What you're talking? Slants, slants. Yeah. Well, Just early slants. in the game, we did see a couple of slants, cause and you know what? Look, let's be you know candid here. Uh, the slant is not for cowards, right? The slant, you know, you you know, the the hitch and the out, you know, nobody's really going to have a collision. But the slant, that's a different, that's a different bag, right? Yep, backers are going to hit you, so it changes up, uh, you know, approaches sometimes. But listen, there's so many things that they could do, and then some of the timing routes, you know, they they go through these moments where it looks like they've got a good flow going on offense, and then um, it just goes bad, whether it's a drop on third down or, 
you're just not converting when they get those opportunities. You guys mentioned 2019 Hamp. You brought it up. I'm just going back. The Bears were led in catches that year by Allen Robinson, who's not going to do that this year, which has been a very interesting point to this season. But then it was Anthony Miller. Then it was Tariq Cohn. Then it was Taylor Gabriel. Gone, gone, gone. Injured. Who was the running back? So David Montgomery was the running That's back. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's a different cast of characters, but it's the same result. Right. So what what would be the constant denominator? That's that's uh, you know that's and what I'm 14. saying. Fourteen point four points a game is the common denominator. And, right. and, and back then, by the way, the, their fourth leading rusher was Cordero Patterson, who is having a fine season with Atlanta. We decided to keep Jimmy Graham. And Every- who who's the head coach in Atlanta? Arthur Smith, the kid that the young man that it was the coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, who basically created that monster of play action passing because of what the running game was able to produce. And then Tannehill, who was basically a bust out in Miami, he has a resurgence because now he's got confidence because of the running game. Well, you play action and the bootlegs all comes into play. And then he's the coach in Atlanta and utilizing Cordero Patterson where we never did. We had him, you know, return a kick. You want me to take line four? Line four it is. Uh, John Rolling Meadows, welcome to Hampton OB. Go ahead. Thank you. OB, years ago we were at a game and we're coming home. We were disgusted. We got blown away by New England. And you mentioned on how the fans pay so much money to come see them play and how much money we put into it, the season ticket holders. And I just want to say that it always comes back to my mind on seeing on what you said. Uh, what we what we spend to come see this, and it's just disgusting. Well, John, the one it, thing I, I, I mentioned earlier today, and and I and I mentioned it earlier in the beginning of the year when we started out and things didn't start out all that good. Uh, but I, I tell you what, the one thing because the, Chicago, this is a bear town. Please, I know the Cubs, Hawks, whatever. This is a bear town. There's no question about it. And I'm going to tell you the one thing, and they keep going with Pace as general manager and Nagy as a head coach and this coaching staff who cannot put a game plan together for four quarters to put points on the, on the board to win a football game in the National Football League. Okay, we catch a lot of breaks. We do a, we catch a lot. Of, we get a lot of good calls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's <laughs> I, that's it. It's it. That's it in a nutshell. And we could we say it every week, and we appreciate those that are, are paying attention. And you know, maybe it's a little irritating that we continue to point out the obvious, where coaches really make a big difference, especially in the NFL. Kazi, hang on there. Are you looking for your next career move? Heck, you may be a coach for a certain Chicago football team who had the day off today, looking for a new career move soon. Uh, attend that free Elk Grove Village job fair on November the 5th. That's coming up this Friday. Elk Grove Village is connecting you to great opportunities with national and international businesses right here in Elk Grove Village. You get the free lunch, tips on building your resume, and more Friday, November 5th, 11 to 3 at Elk Grove Park District Pavilion. Visit elkgrove.org slash job fair for details. Bears lose 33-22. Ham- well, and, and you know what? And, and here's Here's the crux of it. When everything changed and the free agency came, where well, you can go and buy players and bring people in that you, if you got to have a, a, a star wide receiver, you can go buy one. You know, DeAndre Hopkins or whoever it may be. But we couldn't do that back when when I played or OB played or you played, cause because free agency hadn't had that impact. But now, 
it's the general manager is it's much more important they know what kind of player that they're going to spend their money on and we could argue about that but the draft the draft today it, it, and a lot of people think that it's not as important. I think it is because you don't want to pay premium prices for the players. But we haven't drafted anyone on the offensive line that would be what I would call a 10-year keeper Pro Bowl stud since, what, Kyle Long? And that was almost a, a, a gift that fell in our lap for, what, five years? So I'm just saying, at, at some point, the general manager, the coach, their positions are so much more important today. That's all there is to it. Well, I'm going to tell you what here. Listen, if, if they're going to go the next nine games and, and we're going to put everything on Justin Fields' head, okay, it's going to be a disaster because you're asking this kid to run the football to the strong side, to the weak side, let him drop back, bootleg him out, let him try to escape and do all this. You're going to put too much pressure on this kid and you're going to ruin this kid. If you don't develop a passing game to the tight ends, to over the middle, to the, our, our wideouts going down the field, we have to have a complete game. And I'll say it one more time. If you put everything, which I hope the hell they don't do, everything on Justin Fields' head, you're going to ruin that kid. Mark my words. 312-981-7200 with you till 5 on 720 WGN. Uh, my assistant uh, took a major role in the special teams area, and I was still involved, and we're still on the same channel. Uh, and then just always trying to be four or five plays ahead during the game. And then I, I knew that once you got into the game and the flow of the game, uh, it would lead you to answers maybe that, that you want to do. Do you want to go for it here or just go ahead and take your points here? So that was interesting. That was Chris Tabor, who filled in as head coach today for the uh, under the weather with COVID, Matt Nagy. First time the Bears have had somebody do the interim head coaching thing since Vince Tobin back November 13th, 1988 versus Washington. That was after Mike Ditka suffered a heart attack, which uh, Kaz and uh, Hamp, I'm sure you both remember that day. Yeah, we do. And I, I, I think Tabor did a, a fine job today, but, you know, it, it falls upon the defensive coordinator to find ways to get, you know, the 49ers stopped, and we got to score more points. And like I said, if it wasn't for an amazing play, we wouldn't have scored 24. Dan, what they should have done, they should have came with line tricks, which they did not. They should have, because uh, uh, Cleo Mack was out, they should have came with line tricks, with blitzes from the strong and the weak side linebacker, put one of our defensive tackles, stick them on the nose of their center, make them play football. We didn't do that either. Did that make sense, though, what he just said, be four or five plays ahead? How do you do that as a head coach? Does that make – Well, no, that, it, what, what, do you think, what he's Cos? saying is if it's, it's in the game plan. Like when it's third and six and we're on our own 40-yard line, this is a short list of plays we could go to. Okay. That's what that's what I believe he means. And, and, and you're looking ahead because everything you do sets up the next series or it sets up you know why why is Tennessee and the guy down in Atlanta now having you know having success play action. And uh, you know ultimately you still got to throw the ball but you if you could run the ball and the Bears we have, we have a, a great young running back that sets up the play-action pass and will protect the young quarterback from getting crushed. But, you know, the 49ers did a bunch of stunts today and they got to our quarterback quickly. That's what we That's what we didn't do. I just said that. I that's know. what we did. We never went after him. Just you know, let Graffalo sit back there and take us apart the second half. 
Right. It was like uh, it was like uh, you know Skelly or seven on seven. Basically, he was just throwing it, and guys were wrapping him up after. Kazi, before you go, just lastly on the defense, out physical, out talented. How, how would you put it? Our defense. Yes. I, you know they just. I I think that uh, the uh, you know the other coaches make adjustments. And we don't adjust. And so the defense looks fatigued at the end of the game. But a lot of it has to do with what you're not doing and what the adjustments are not being. You know, like Head said, he pointed out an obvious one. Why not have some line stumps? What's the worst thing that happens? You get to the quarterback? That's a crazy idea. Kazi, Monday night, Pittsburgh. We'll see you there, brother. You got it. Have a great week, guys. All right, All right Glenn. Care, Take care. You know, and, and that's the, that's what we're talking. You see this, and excuse me, what these are? These aren't far out, wild thoughts to come in. Oh, to have put some line tricks in there, uh, to blitz, to blitz up the middle, coupled with line tricks, to put a safety blitz in, to go after a kid. You're gonna let him sit back there the second half and pepper you to death. And you don't do a damn thing about it. There's no adjustments. Let's get to news and get back to you. Bears lose 33-22. They're three and five. Four thirty-seven twenty WGN. Plays like this that they'd love to have him. They'll go with the screen to Samuel though. He's got blockers and a first down and more. played that one earlier, but it also is getting some run right now because it is the Muller Auto game-changing moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Maryville. It's third and nineteen. The Bears had the lead. That was a sixteen huge... to nine, and uh, that that it was third and nineteen. Hey, tackle the guy, get off the field. Unfortunately, he goes eighty-three to the one, and uh, they never look back. They. Uh, the, the 49er offense exploded. We never had any answers to stop them after that. Voila, we lose. Hey, OB, how many times since 1940 have the Chicago Bears given up 400-plus yards? Today was 467. They did not have a sack, nor did they take the football away. And never made the opposition punt. Not one time. How many, time. how many times since 1940 do you think that's happened? Zero. Four times. The big one, two, three, four. Since 1940. And, I, and it did so, not include... What, 80 years? That, that would be 80. Once every 20 years this happens. And this was an offense of the 49ers that was struggling, that uh, couldn't get out, out of their own way, and yet, boom, one play ignites them and we Dan, don't have any answers. Dan, Mark, and to our listeners, the, the biggest thing I, I've taken away... After after what now eight games okay, is we make no adjustments. We make no adjustments. You know you've got to make adjustments on the fly, and and in the first quarter, or if it's in the middle or the late in the first quarter, second quarter, and then when you go in halftime, then you really sit down and you got to make the adjustments before you come out for the third quarter. So this game is constantly keeping up with what the down set is, what the yardage set is. And what are your goals? And where are you trying to? Are you trying to run weak, run strong, run up the middle? Are you trying to attack the weak side, the strong side? Are you trying to attack their strong side safeties, a, a cornerback? These are all things that that are right there in front of you. And 
and quite frankly, we don't do it. That stat that I brought, by the way, was our friend uh, Kevin Fishbane at The Athletic who wrote a great piece on Ed Obradovich, which if you go to his Twitter, you can find it and read it. And, Let's get back to the calls. And live the dream. Yep. No, let's talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, Larry and Bartlett, welcome to WGN. What's up, Larry? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. I wish I was half as smart as I think I ought to be. Um, I have to pick up bone a little bit with you guys on the current coaching staff. It's not just this coaching staff. We haven't had a coaching staff since 84, 85, 86, where the defense wants to go kick the hell out of the off the other offense and take the ball away, and our offense wants to kick the hell out of their defense and go score every time we have the ball. It You're seems correct. all we want to do is play for a three to nothing game, and and I just don't understand how we change. Co- We've had more coaches and quarterbacks than I think the rest of the league put together. Larry, you read it. Thanks, Larry. Spot on. You just really do. I mean, if you're if you're talking about combining it, yes. But Lovey had some very good defenses that we can't just take them out of the equation. I mean, those guys deserve props, do they not? Obi, you're looking at me like you don't want <laughs> Peanut and and Briggs and 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 Earl. They, they were good defenses, but great defenses win games for you. We were in a position for our defense to keep us in this game. We had a lead, sixteen to nine, and then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye. Here they come. It's a stampede, and we don't get anybody stopped the rest of the game. And no adjustments. Exactly. You know, I, keep, I keep going back, Mark, and then to our listeners. You, my God, when they're starting to run on you and throw the ball on you, all right, it's time to change. Change it up. Slide the line. Slant the line to the stronger weak side. Get somebody on the nose of the center. Come with a safety blitz, uh, a strong safety, a weak safety blitz. I, I, I talk. These are things that you can do that we don't do. You, that's how you stop drives. That's how you combat them running on you. That's how you combat them throwing the ball on you instead of standing there and letting those guys push you around and they and they run by us. <laughs> Launch the football and away it goes. Time now for the look at who brought it today, which is sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Uh, Justin Fields is easily, hands down, in my mind, the player of the game. And and, and, and again, we, we saw a couple of like touchstone plays that we'll remember as we go through the rest of the season. The, the problem is, OB, you know, if he doesn't make six of those a game, then are we going to be able to compete? Well, it's, I'm going to tell you what. If, if we need him, Danny, to make six unbelievable plays a game, he ain't going to last. He will not last, unfortunately. Because if we got to count on him to make fantastic, unbelievable plays, which obviously some of them would be getting out of the hole of a, a defensive lineman who's trying to sack you, running around the edge, guys having the angle at you. There's too many bad things that can happen. That's why you got to have 10 other guys that take care of what they do and let that kid take care of what he's supposed to do. You can't put everything on that kid's head. But going into next week, what Justin Fields was able to do today, rushing 10 times for over 100 yards and creating... He was running for his life half the time, Dan. that's, That's the thing. Half of those were designed, but the other half was out of necessity, just trying to make something happen. And that's where bad things happen. Well, and again, that's when everything else breaks down, and you've got to have an offense that functions as a a complete unit 
and not expect one guy like a you know, and Kyler Murray does that on occasion and changes the way the game is played. We know that Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, he's able to do that, but it's just a matter of time, as you say. You can't expose your quarterback no. 10, 12 times a game and expect him to last the entire season. Who brought it? Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Carl in the Grange Park, thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I listened to the game on radio, and um, Tom Thayer was saying how dumb it was to have your last remaining running back taking a kickoff when every position's got a backup. He had nobody left there. Well, and again, your last remaining running back because Khalil Herbert had to be taken to the locker room when he got his neck stretched backwards. Well, you know, who else, Who are you going to put back there? Mooney? I mean, you know, see what happens on special teams, guys. Technically, there's only about five guys that get paid to be a special teams performer. Most of the other players, they're position players that have to play special teams. And you didn't have to cover kicks. I didn't have to cover kicks. Did you, OB? Uh-huh. No, but but at, at a point like that, there really is nobody left. And there may be nobody that, that had prepared over the last week or two. Obviously, this week they're going to have, you know, try to come up with different players. You know, Damian Williams went out early. We don't even know what happened to him. That was bizarre. Started the game and then... And yeah, then... he started the game and then uh, he goes to the locker room when, and we don't see him again. So, you know, unfortunately, that's... Think those are the things that happen. I remember one time Steve McMichael had to kick extra points for us. I remember so, that. So ha, ha, how great a planning was that, right? <laughs> I, I feel like, OB, didn't you tell us about how you had to cover kickoffs at some point and you just told Hallis that you're not doing it anymore? Uh, oh, my. It was back in the day with Dick Butkus and myself uh, on a punting team. Uh, well, I did, uh, uh, well, and that was in college. But we're on a punting team. We were on the kickoff return team, um, the extra point team, the field goal team. We were on all those, all of them. And Buckus would be yelling, put some of them guys that ain't playing ever down out there, you know, the backups. Yeah. And, and Hella says, I can't trust them. No, yeah, that's, that, was, that, was, that was Abe Gibran and, and exactly what happened, folks. We're, we're all of us are on, on playing on special teams. You know, some of us running down on the kickoffs every now and then, but on a punting team, running down, and then you got to go to the defense right away. So Dick Butkus came off. I can't remember what year or what game it was. And he turned to Abe Gibran, who was kind of in charge of that, and he, kind he of. said, why aren't these guys that aren't playing, all the backups, why aren't they out there? And then Dick said to him, why aren't – I mean, Abe says, they're, they're, we no." Excuse me, I'm stumbling around here. Dick asked Gabe, hey, why, why are we on all these teams? Why aren't these backups out there? And the guy says, Abe says, I can't trust them. And then Dick <laughs> says, well, then what the hell are they doing on this team? <laughs> and so, stumbling around, but I finally got it out. Excellent point by 51. Dave in Indiana, go quick, go ahead. Dave? Yes, sir. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, guys, you know... I never played professional football, but I am just so frustrated, and I love the show. I've been in education for 36 years, and I've worked for 13 principals, and everybody's got these. I'm going to. 
Sorry there, Dave. We've got to keep it clean here. We'll uh, take a quick time out of time now for the BBB Trusted Review brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. We're going to bump back with our key play for the game that's coming up next on 720 WGN. chase a score and he just makes a play out of nothing that had to be the bbb trusted review again brought to you by the better business bureau find a business you can trust at bbb.org playing it twice because really it's the only thing we want to remember from today's game 33 22 the niners won it and the real sad part about that is ob hey guess what we we, we missed the extra point but we're in the game we're only one point down and yet our defense fails to even find a way to get them stopped, to make them punt, to give us the ball back. The game essentially was over after that yeah. that play. You know, I go back to the defense, Danny, what you're talking about, especially the second half. You know, when things started to look like they were really starting to go, you know, after about eight-some minutes into the third quarter, you started to see a little something. Guys, you got to be able to change. I mean, I don't care if it's offense or defense. There's got to be options that you can institute immediately, whether it's a defensive line, the linebackers or your defensive backs, or coupled with the defensive line and linebackers, or your linebackers and your defensive backs. There's things that you can do. Just don't sit there and take a pounding. The Rosen Auto Group, they are sponsors of the Rosen Red Zone Report, and that is... uh... Not great for the Bears today as they were one for three. Too many field goals. The Niners were three for five in the red zone. And the Rosen, the Rosen red zone report sponsored by our... Scott Levy's fault. <laughs> OB's good friend Scott Levy of Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Scott in Plainfield, welcome to WGN. Hey, how you guys doing tonight, man? I know it's a tough loss and everything. Uh, we should have won that ball game. But uh, I just want to make a couple points. Just it has really nothing to do with the game because it's like this team is just down the toilet. But I just want to remind everybody that 21 years ago today we lost the greatest running back in the history of football, Walter Payton. And uh, my dad comes over every week to watch the game, and we watch it, and it's like we're talking, and he's like, "My dad is 77, I'm going to be 50," and it's like between the two of us, and the entire time. We've witnessed two championships between the two of us. <laughs> I saw you guys with Dan in 85, and my dad saw you guys in 63 in 85. Something's got to change. Thanks, Scott. Winning is great, but uh, the love that you have with your dad watching Bears football, that's even more beautiful. Oh, that's a wonderful, that was a wonderful call. It really was. And, and, and what he's talking about, it's been 36 years, folks, since the great 85 team. 36 years. Of every coach, with every excuse, known to mankind. And I always love when people call up and mention 34. I know you do as well, Amp. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't, it doesn't seem that long ago, but, it, you know. Time marches it, on. It, 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 it hit us all right between the eyes. Hey, uh, taxi driver Bob, you win an hour. Thank you, brother. Go ahead real quick. Yes, I, I, what I, you know, just rehashing every week with the, with the coaching staff is, 
it's like Halloween every week when the Bears play. Their their coaching staff is absolutely horrific. But the, the the ownership of this team seems to be more interested in building a new stadium. Yeah. Which who cares about the new stadium? It, it's kind of like you know at Christmas you get a gift. It's wrapped in this beautiful wrapping with the bow on it. But you got a big pile of poop on the inside of the box, and it doesn't matter how nice of a stadium they got. It doesn't matter because people are not going to go see that team when they play like that at any kind of stadium. Thanks, taxi driver. Uh, Bob, let me tell you what's something here. The, and you're right. It seems like this team, and Dan, tell me if I'm wrong somewhere in here. They've got a game plan set defensively and a game plan set offensively. If that doesn't work, I, what I see, I, I see on offense, there is no plan B, C, or D. There is no adjustments at halftime. Same thing defensively. It's when we Against Green Bay, my God, the adjustments that could have been made, and they never made one of them, and Aaron Rodgers just plummeled us for four quarters. I, folks, this is what I don't understand. The, you got 26 total coaches. 26. And, and, and if plan A doesn't work, we're done. We're done. You know, case in point was the fact for the first time the Bears offense scored the first three possessions. They they got a field goal, then they scored a touchdown, then they got a field goal. Essentially, that was it, And there, except for the Justin Fields magic act at the very end. But remember, how do you ex- exploit weaknesses on the opposition? We talked about it ad nauseum after the Green Bay game last week. And now, think about this. San Francisco leads the NFL in pass interference calls. And yet, we never forced one. We never gave them the chance to be called because we didn't force the ball down the field in situations. On defense, Garoppolo was struggling. He, they're, they're looking for a way to get him out of there. And yet, at the end of the day, we never did anything to pressure him. We never touched him, never sacked him. I know one guy would have gone down the field. He's back. That's longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. Vuk- for all your auto, home, business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side, our guy Vuk. Yes. You know, just real quickly, to you know, and I don't mean this any other way, but just for a good thing, for Jimmy Garofalo, who went to Rolling Meadows High School, uh, and, and as family still there, I'll tell you what, folks, congratulations. Your son did it, and it's unfortunate. He, he player of the game. He's the one that did it to us. But I think you people got to be happy. I tell you what, the kid did one hell of a job. He was loving it out there today. It was by far oh, his best game of the year. He's been scuffling along. All the along. best to the Garoppolo family. Yeah, All right, to the Garoppolo family we go. Gentlemen, we'll see you next Monday night pregame at 6, and then uh, postgame after the ball game at 10.30. The Bears and the Steelers. And hey, maybe they can. The Steelers are looking for answers as well, and you know we've got a great chance of sneaking in there and stealing one. Congratulations to the Cary Grove football program, <laughs> undefeated freshman, sophomore, JV, and varsity. Not one of them lost the game. We'll Unbelievable. See, we'll see you next week. It's time that you experience the Rose Indifference. Visit our guy Scott Levy's Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Both Rose and Hyundai dealerships are stocked with new and pre-owned inventory, including the Hyundai Elantra and Hyundai Sonata. Maybe you're looking for something bigger. Test drive that new award-winning Hyundai Palisade, and you could also go for the new Hyundai Santa Fe. There's a Hyundai vehicle that 
that is perfect for you in that fall road trip. The great people at Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will help you find it. Plus, they want to buy your vehicle right now. Yep, the value of your used car or truck is at an all-time high. Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will make you a great cash offer and the easiest trade-in process. They've built their reputation on one simple belief. The customer is the most important thing, and they guarantee your car buying experience will be easy and enjoyable. Experience the Rosen difference. Check out inventory at RosenHyundai.com or RosenHyundaiKenosha.com. You want to say goodbye, OB? Yes. Thanks for listening, folks. Stay well. Obi did that with his mask on. That was elite. All right, we'll see you next week, 720 WGN.